We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Mm. Everything Entertainment. Saturday! I almost ran out of gas on the way to work. What? Oh, how close. I always play this little game with myself. How far can I actually get? That's lefty. That's lefty talking. <laughs> That's right. Lefty's always the troublemaker. Righty's like, pull off. There's a station here. <laughs> well, I knew tank. yesterday that I had I was running really low, but it was cold and I, I got mm-hmm. lost in St. Paul and it was just a whole thing. And I thought, I'll get it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, then morning comes and I'm running late and I'm like, eh, I'll just get it when I get back to St. Paul. Mm-hmm. I used to have a countdown. You know, that yes. would tell me how many miles till empty. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, well, the light went on when I was about 20 miles away. Okay, and I thought, you're, can you're I, in that zone. Can I make it 20 miles? I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I you mean, know, I honestly, did. now that we're adults, this is as close as we get to a competitive sport. <laughs> You have to embrace a moment like this. And everybody does it, whether you have the mile countdown or you're just in that cloudy zone of the light's been on since Bloomington. And I know how far I've pushed it before. Like, I know I've gone 26 miles. Right. Now, I also know when you have the mile countdown, we've all been there. If you you have a countdown like that, I have driven at zero miles and never before. You don't, there's, there's no equivalent to feeling like you're living on borrowed time than when you've driven more than two or three miles when it says zero miles to empty. <laughs> and you know, you yeah. are rolling the dice. You yeah. made it though. Donna. I made it and I went and got gas because I knew that when it was time to leave the building today, I'd be like, oh. Yes, good thinking. Come on. You know, can I put lawnmower gas into my. Well, I see the question that you're asking. I don't mix it with anything. It's just unleaded gas. As long as you only put 87 or, you know, presumably 87 in that lawnmower tank, Mm. then yes. I don't know what 87 is. I just get unleaded regular. It probably says 87 on it. Okay. Should I take the chance? Do I put... No, I don't mix anything well, Yeah, why, why would you need to do this? Why don't you just keep the lawnmower gas for the summer? Because God knows you mow your lawn twice a week. You tell us about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Keep that for really? that, and then just go to the gas station for the car gas. Because it's going to be just, a year old by then. How hard up for that dollar or two of gasoline? Like, <laughs> All right. I just, don't risk I just it. Risk know reward. If I, okay. All right. Sorry. It depends I on what up. you put in the thing. Right, you know? I don't right. know what you put in the thing. All right. All right. That's that's my morning. <laughs> well, good morning. Happy good morning, Friday, everybody. Um, our Facebook question today is: uh, Tell us about a time 
that you pulled off a surprise or that someone surprised you. I love it. Yesterday on Twin Cities Live, I had been for a few months stewing on this idea. And then it might have been a little more than a month or so ago that I sent our friend, Minnesota's own, Melissa Peterman, a note. And I said, hey, hey, Melly, could you help me pull off a surprise? It's a long shot. I have zero expectations, and I hesitate to even ask, but I'll just throw it out there. My guest co-host, while Liz is on maternity leave, is Kelly Hansen, big country music fan. Any chance we could surprise her on the show with a oh. call from Reba McIntyre? Oh, that's sweet. So then we uh, set it up yesterday. We have all of these fake things that we're going to be talking about in host chat. We have all that there. Usually if there's a surprise, it'll say somewhere in the script, Steve, don't look, or Kelly, don't look. And then you know there's something coming for you. I told no one except my executive producer and the director. None of the producing team at Twin Cities Live knew. Our head of programming knew. No one, we couldn't tell anyone because I knew it was going to get spoiled somehow accidentally. So anyway, this is how, and I think you'll enjoy this. This is about two and a half minutes. I'm going to let the whole thing play out because, frankly, it's going to make you happier than anything Don and I could tell you right now. <laughs> um, and listen to what a pro Reba McIntyre is <laughs> as she comes in. And you'll notice at the beginning, Reba didn't go on camera. She'll mention this because she had been running around doing errands. We said, look, I don't care. Any way we can Zoom with you, if it's your face, if it's your voice, we just any way we can get Reba, we'll take Reba. But she was so sweet and came in with a song to the point where Kelly thought it was a cameo. Oh. And then she realizes, oh my gosh, it's I'm live. talking live oh. to Reba. Here's how it played out. What do you get for the woman who has everything? Say hello. Hello. Reba. <gasps> no. <gasps> Kelly, how I love you, how I love you, oh my, my Kelly. <laughs> this is the one, the only Reba McIntyre. Wait, wait, did she record that and no, send it? Wait, no, no, Reba, no, 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 no. <laughs> because it's 3.06 in Nashville, Tennessee, and I have been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So y'all were sweet enough to put this picture up for me instead of showing <laughs> oh exactly what I Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So this, Reba, I love you so Yeah, what have you always wanted <laughs> to, to tell Reba? Oh my gosh, Reba, I sang. Kelly's crying, Listen, Reba, I'm if crying. you can't see. I was in a female acapella group in college mm -hmm. at okay. Indiana University, and the song that I sang was Why Haven't I Heard From You. Oh, I didn't know Oh, this. great. Do you want to sing a little sing some for okay. Reba? Okay, I don't even, I don't even <laughs> care. I'm so excited. I can't believe this is really happening yeah, to me. Yeah, this is real. Sing well, to Reba. Back in 1876, an old boy named Bill by the 1950s. <laughs> Wait, I sang it too low, Reba. Well, no, you're good. <laughs> Keep it up, girl. Isn't that good, Reba? So, Reba, oh you gosh, have to know this Reba about Kelly. Uh, every time that she brings up something having to do with music, her idol has always been you, Reba McIntyre. She's always wanted to meet you. But this Kelly Hansen, if you are not yet drinking this in, is Reba McIntyre calling you to shaking. wish you a Merry Christmas. Reba, Steve, thank you so much. <laughs> oh gosh, Kelly's now weeping. I cannot believe this. Kelly, now we have to let Reba go, but Kelly, what do you, how do you want to say goodbye to Reba? Know. Reba, I just really appreciate it. This is just this has been very special, and I'm sorry that I thought it was recording. <laughs> I just never thought in a million years. Thank you so, so much. We love yes. you. Reba McIntyre, we, we wish you a happy holiday season and a fantastic new year. We'll see you when you come through the Twin Cities.
I'd love that. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year Merry to y'all, too. Merry Christmas to Reba McIntyre. Bye now. Well, well then there we go. Out. What are we going to do now? Uh, the table? Uh, we have 80 minutes of show left. I can't believe that ha- if I hugged you, I would get in trouble. You would get in trouble. You can't hug me. Like, I could cry again. Oh, well, you... Holy expletive. Yeah. I cannot believe that just happened. Can so I then... Oh, that's sweet. What would she, she get you? Gloves? I... <laughs> she said, I was just getting... I had been planning on just getting you a box of frosted mini-wheats. It's my favorite cereal. <laughs> um, but then the bad news for Kelly was we had to do 80 more minutes of show oh. after that. And so she had to gather herself. We just got off... Uh, uh, with the Twin Cities Live team for a morning conference call on Fridays, and she said she was crying all night. She thinks she has a sty in her eye from <laughs> oh crying God. So, so much. Kelly. So that video is up on my uh, Instagram at KSTP Steve, but it was so good. And Reba was texting Melissa afterwards saying that it went off without a hitch, and it was just really, really lovely. Yeah. So shout out to Melissa, who I couldn't have done this without Melissa Peterman. Um, and then Reba. There are two ways to do that, right? You can do it kind of dragging your feet when the time comes, or you can commit. She starts with a song all about Kelly. There were other bits. The thing went on for six minutes, and uh, I sent her little background details about Kelly, and she was chiming in with those. She's just a, a real pro. She so is a pro. Fun. Absolutely. That's really nice, Steve. Yeah, that was fun. So that's uh, the the impetus for our Facebook question today is tell Love us about it. a time that you pulled off a surprise or somebody surprised you. Well, how do you follow that? With dumb things <laughs> that make you go, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's time for that next. I have a fascinating fact about Barbara Streisand's name that I bet you didn't know. Ooh. It's great. You'll learn it. That and other dumb things next on Don and Steve on my talk. Happy Friday, guys. I love this song. Do you really? I do. I love it. Oh, that's cute. It feels like just sweet little Americana. I feel like it's like the 1970s and 80s and people are just traveling to crowd into somebody's living room. Because that's the Carpenters, I believe. Yep. Mm. Big old 70s. Duo. Yeah, I listened to a song by the Ronettes last night, oh. and it doesn't come on that often. You ever hear those Christmas songs that don't come on all that often in rotation? Yes. And then you're like, wait, what is this song again? We yeah. should. Yeah. Ah, oh, Steve. What? <laughs> you're just a treasure. Donna, one of the first things I learned about you was that you're a diehard Barbara Streisand fan. <laughs> Which explains I think the, she has a beautiful voice, sure. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. And the thigh tat that you have, Babs. It says Yentl. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, Yentl. Uh, Barbara Streisand's first name was originally spelled Barbara. B A R B A R A. That's always interesting. But she legally changed it in her early 20s and got rid of the A in the middle. Well, that's the one that's weird. Because she hated the original spelling. So now she's Barbara. Not Barbara. Barbara? 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 Oh, Lord. Isn't that fun? Yeah, super. Oh, well, if you thought that was good, wait until I tell you about Benjamin Harrison. No. Who was elected president in 1888. Still counting the votes. He was the first United States president to have electricity. In the White House. <laughs> what a thrill that must oh, wow. have been. Oh, but he felt fancy. No, he didn't because he was a wiener. Oh. He never touched the light switches because he was afraid of getting electrocuted. Oh, yeah, good call. Let someone else do it for a while. <laughs> 
<laughs> for a Just while. to make sure, you know. This make, is like, that's what the Veep is for. <laughs> the canary in the in the cave sort of a yeah. thing. Uh, right. Fa la 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 la. Thank you. Uh, you didn't know this about cats' kidneys before now. Cats can actually survive drinking ocean water. What? Yeah. Thank you, Dawn. Their kidneys wow. can filter out the salt and then use the water for hydration. Our kidneys cannot. We will die. Wow. Hmm. We'll die? We'll oh, die. Yes. Don't ever. Like if you're on a little boat in the middle of the ocean, you can't drink that. Okay, no. but what if You'll you get tempted. water in your nose and in your throat from, you know, okay. getting Clear- attacked okay. by a wave? All right, so clearly we don't mean that. Okay, just double-checking. You can't drink ocean water to survive. Imagine you're stuck at sea. A guy, let's right, call him Raul. Raul took you out on oh, his private yacht. And then Raul got taken down when he was trying to harpoon a grouper. <laughs> the British pound is the oldest currency that's still in use. It was established... 1,200 years ago, that's in the year 800, they're using the same money now that they were 1,200 years ago. I love that. Okay, I have so many questions. Why do you think they call it a pound? Okay. Why is oh, it all right. Called? I didn't I don't, mean for you to do, do you, homework well, well, what do you think? I'm a, uh, an encyclopedia when it comes to the pound? Well, Despite its full-throated associations with Britishness, the pound traces its origins back to continental Europe. Its name derives from the Latin word libra for weight or balance via the construction libra pando, meaning a pound weight. I don't know what the heck that meant. Me either, but thank you for trying. You remember the old things that you could put stuff on one side and then stuff on the other side and then it would go up or down? Oh. Did you say bread? An elevator, yeah. like a sandwich. You hey. get peanut butter on one You're, side, a jelly. Okay, you, uh, you. Did you skip breakfast? Time? Yeah, right. I'm going elevator and scales. Sandwich scales. <laughs> yeah. You know the scales. Mm-hmm. The competing scales. Oh, like yes, of course. People don't have those anymore. They do. If you go to a lawyer's office. <laughs> oh, what's going on, Donna? Because that's no, no. Just because you know, isn't that uh, the legal thing where they use mm-hmm. the scales? Wait, yes. What do you mean it's legal? It's it's a symbol for a lawyer, just yes. like a, a staff with a serpent around is a symbol for, for the doctor. doctor. Right. Oh. You can get a handmade old traditional weight, uh, uh, 2975 from Etsy. That's fun. We, I, I, my grandfather, I think, had one when we were kids, and we would just put stuff and see what weighs more. Hmm. This is a pretty pumped. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Up childhood that I had. We were playing with old-timey mm. traditional weight <laughs> scales. Did you know there's a difference between a lawyer and an attorney? I did not. Tell me. A lawyer is an individual who has earned a law degree or a Juris Doctor, J.D., from a law school. So you earn the degree. All right. An attorney is Uh an individual who has a law degree and has been admitted to practice law in one or more states. The person has passed the bar exam or been admitted through a non-bar exam application. I don't don't know what you just said. I think one, one has the degree... You become an attorney when you start, when you are allowed to practice. You have to pass the bar exam. You could go uh, to school and not have passed the bar exam. Mm. Okay. You follow? Yeah. You could be called a lawyer if you don't. That's, that's what I get from this anyway. I okay. once approached a lawyer on the street, and I was doing my stupid Steve on the street stuff, and I was like, hey, what do I talk to me? And he was like, sure. And I said, what do you do for a living? And he said, I'm a lawyer. To which I said, you know any good lawyer jokes? And he said, I don't know any good lawyers. <laughs> It was a great joke. It was wonderful timing. Ninety-eight percent of the atoms that currently make up your body are different than the atoms that made you up last year. So technically, on a scientific level, you're almost an entirely different Mm -hmm. person now than you were a year ago. Wow, that's neat. From at an atomic level, you're different. Wow. Going back to the lawyer attorney thing, do you remember the, what's his name? Oh, gosh, funny comedian passed away from Minnesota, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, love. love who that. said, was talking about Mr. Pibb and Dr. Pepper and how they're not the same. And he said, <laughs> I don't trust Mr. Pibb. Dude didn't even get his degree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny. Oh, gosh, such a great somebody talent. who originated the dad joke. You yes. know? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, but his delivery oh, his li- was deli- priceless. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. He was uh, like a modern version of Stephen Wright. <laughs> yes. Oh, so funny. Uh. <laughs> What's happening? Steve? I'm just reading Mitch Hedberg jokes now. Oh, mm. gosh. <laughs> All right. On that note. Uh, when we come back, uh, there's going to be a new series, you know, a limited series on Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. No. The casting <laughs> is really strange. Yeah. Maybe we're wrong, Dawn. I don't no, know. No. We'll discuss when we come right back on my talk. Hello. <laughs> it's Donna and Steve. Friday edition of the program. <laughs> What's happening? He's Are you still, still reading, reading Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> oh, my God, squirrel. I couldn't. St- Listen, I found a whole list of them, and they're just... When you think of Mitch Hedberg, hair down to his shoulders, sunglasses on, (laughs) just sort of seems like the guy you didn't even realize was at the party the whole time. Yeah. And then when he says things like, the depressing thing about tennis is that no matter how good I get, I will never be as good as a wall. (laughs) 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 I think it's funny. That's very funny. Just one more and then I'll be done. I promise for the morning. All right.
Our boss is on vacation. So oh, great. I'll, then I'll sprinkle them in whenever. Every time I go and shave, I assume there is someone else on the planet shaving. So I say, <laughs> I'm going to go shave, too. <laughs> that's weird. Oh, gosh. One more, and that's it. You keep saying that. I love blackjack, but I'm not addicted to gambling. I am addicted to sitting in a semicircle. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one. Oh, it's funny. It's oh, funny. Oh, my gosh, I'm Steve. Done. All right. Mm. Put it down. Okay. Mm. Steve. Okay. All right. No, no, no. I want to know. I definitely want to talk about uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, a couple that really deserve to have a show about them. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. No. Uh, so what is this about, Dawn? And okay. where do we find it? Okay. I might hate watch it. You know what? This isn't something that's just like, okay, they're optioning this to, you know, certain networks. We don't know if it's going to be picked up. No, it will be happening. Uh, and it's being produced by Seth Rogen. The working title is Pam and Tommy, and it's going to delve into and explore the their relationship between um, the two and also the infamous incident of their honeymoon sex tape. Oh. Was stolen baby. and leaked to the public. Now, Seth Rogen himself is going to play the disgruntled man, the electrician who stole the sex tape. Oh. Did you? Seth who? Seth Rogen okay. is producing this. Now, here's where I go, I Seth don't know Rogen. about this. Um, no, I'm fine with that because he's just a random guy. Playing Tommy Lee from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan. All right, I got to look it up. All right, I got to look this guy Sebastian up. Stan. Oh, right, you know, you know from Captain America, Winter oh, yeah. Soldier, Steve. Oh, he's hot. He's the villain. Oh, hot. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and then we have as Pamela Anderson... Lily James from Downton Abbey. All right, that's weird. It is because I really feel like that's just all both. It's just all wrong. Both of those. This is going to be a Hulu limited series with Mm. eight episodes. She might be able to pull it up. Wow, what are they? Oh, Oh, come on! I mean, I don't even think. What are episodes two through eight going to be about? (laughs) Do we think? What exactly? I just I don't know about this one, guys. Um, It's going to be directed though by the guy who um, directed I Tanya. Craig Gillespie. Okay, so that it's going to have a campy feel to it. Probably. Okay. I was thinking, what was that documentary I watched about Motley Crue? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You I know, don't remember the title. I didn't no see title it. But, to mind. Um, it was kind of campy, but, you know, I thought they did a good job. Maybe it'll be, Maybe it'll be like that. I'm totally going to watch this. Who Are you? Kidding? Yes. Eight episodes, Donna. Oh, that's a lot. You won't make all eight, but you'll at least watch the first one, probably. I'll get to two or three, and then I'll go, this is terrible. Mm. Um, Yeah, Steve, you must have been young when that sex tape came out. I think I was, yeah. Everybody was talking about it. Don, did you see it? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I sure did. There's a famous part where beep beep they are. What's beep beep? Don't worry about it. Okay. It's a famous part. Adults are talking. Where they're fishing on a boat, and he gets a fish, and he's like, "I'm gonna have to throw it back because it's too small," <laughs> and he's nude. Uh, he puts it up, I think, in comparison. 
Oh, I forgot about that. That's my favorite part. Something about the fish is too small. It was really irritating. Just just, the two of them. They both seem so dumb. Hmm. They did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I met him in person, and he's very hippie and very like peace and love. It's just. I, I can see how he would come off as dumb, especially when he's in love and drinking on a boat with and her. And he thinks it's brings just her, he, brings her was, IQ down. What was he saying uh, recently? He opened up about his drinking. Yeah, he was drinking like uh, a gallon of vodka a day. Oh, yeah, he's a big And guy. then he goes Two to his doctor and his doctor's more. like, you are supposed to be dead, but everything looks good. Oh, boy. He's one of those people. He's like a cat drinking seawater over right? there. Right? <laughs> Maybe totally. he has cat kidneys. <laughs> yeah. He's oh part feline. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, mm, I don't know about that casting, because when I saw that, too, I thought, wait, did I read this wrong? Mm-hmm. And then when you were saying Seth Rogen, I kept hearing Seth MacFarlane. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, different. That's different. But yeah, you're right, Don. Seth Rogen as just other guy. Yeah, that that's that works. fine. He seen he should have kind of always played like an electrician or a, yes, you know. And he uh, will be an electrician. No, not an electrician. Yeah, an electrician, right? Yes, an electrician. Yeah. That's who stole sold the tape and sold so it. The the real story is that an electrician was working on their house. He got fired for some reason. He came back to get his tools, and Tommy Lee chased him away with a shotgun. Oh, um, so then he broke back in a couple months later and stole a safe that had the sex tape in it. Oh, so he put the tape in and went, oh, I've got gold here. Then he, yeah, he and a friend distributed that for 60 bucks a piece. And Distribution. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw it, too. <laughs> I think you could rent it, actually, at Video Update, where I worked. Oh, because there weren't any legal. Did they end up getting it on. back? Um, I thought I they ended so. up getting I think it they back. ended up fighting and getting that back. But until then, phew, whatever. I think yeah. we used to rent it out because I worked there in the you know that section with the saloon doors. You go back. Oh yeah, there. you go back. Oh, <laughs> where only adults are allowed. <laughs> oh. Which one did you work at? Hollywood? No, video update. Video update. Yep, yeah. yep. I've not heard of video update. Oh, I have. Yep. Huh. Mm. Did they really have like saloon doors to yeah. go to that section? Yeah. Jason also worked at one, and his had like fortune teller beads. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> made a bunch of noise if you went in it there. Yeah. You're trying to be discreet. Oh, yeah. God, I hated going back there, and because people would turn in their dirty movies, Ew. and I would have to put them back on the shelf, Whoa. and put, and then I'd have to walk in this little room with all these hand dudes wipes. looking at oh. <laughs> it's like... all their selections. Hand wipes would have come in handy back then. Oh, yeah. Right? That must have been so awkward. Like, how do you rent a movie like that? Do you just walk up? Like, are you yeah. in disguise? Do you have, like, a Groucho Marx, the nope. glasses and mustache? What about, like, when you would buy a magazine at the gas station? You pick up, like, a pack of Sprees and then uh, a Playboy? No. Do you just put it down and look the person in the eye and say, I'll pay you for this? Um, yeah, there are all kinds of different customers. Some would, the new releases came out on Tuesdays, and okay. so some would be there when I opened the doors. Oh, like, my oh, Lord. And then there was nobody in there but me and them, and then they would want to talk oh, about, no. like, I gotta sweep the floor. God, I gotta put these returns back on the shelf, please. Go about your business. Oh, my gosh, Dawn, that is great. Oh, that's so fun. Anyway, um, Little House is doing a reboot. Little House on the Prairie. Your thoughts, yay or nay? I never watched that show. I've never seen a full episode of it. I think I would always catch 
the end of episodes. I think I watched it. Well, obviously you did too. After it aired originally. Do you know what I mean? Sure. In syndication. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Any word on casting here? No. Okay. Um, but the original Little House ran from 74 to 83 on NBC. Of course, it was based on the books of Laura Ingalls Wilder, who wrote about her life growing up in the 1870s in Minnesota and Wisconsin and Kansas. I would check this out, too. Oh, I'm think excited about it. I yeah. think they do, because Little House on the Prairie is really like the third book in the series. Oh, I hope okay. they do oh. Little House in the Big Woods which takes place before they move to the prairie, where they're deep in the Minnesota woods. Aww. Or Wisconsin, it might be. Ooh, I wish I remembered. I've read the book series several times as I a kid. I should read those. Oh, you would love them. I bet I would. My oh. friend Nancy has them on the books, and she just absolutely I loved them. loved them. As a little kid, oh, oh my gosh. Pa, I had such a crush on Pa. We were discussing who could be a good Nellie Olson. I think Phil... Uh, our friend Phil, unpaid researcher, said David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> he might have aged funny. out of the role, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but they're going to have so to bad. cast, you know, teen actors, kids. It's just going to be really interesting who oh, they choose. God. Did I yeah. Did I tell you guys about that Nellie, um, that Facebook page that the original Nellie has? And she sells, like, bonnets on it. And she does all these really funny, like, posts. She's very nice. I remember in you talking oh, about that's this. Good. Yeah, I think we linked it up at one point. Uh, so it's so funny. She just does like these random. Ah, oh, I wish I could remember her name. It's Allison something. Oh, yep, yep. It's very easily Googleable. Nellie Olson. Our friend Nellie. Laura Barnum is also screaming at her radio right now because she's a huge fan. Oh, of really? Oh, okay. she Allison is. Arngrim. Yeah. And if you look at her now, she just looks like your crazy fun aunt, you know? Yes. At Christmas. Um, yeah. She's very fun. She showed up to um, a cherry blossom festival thing in a small town that I was doing a, a radio thing for. Oh and she was super nice and spends a lot of time with fans. Because Laura Ingalls Wilder actually wrote her books in Mansfield, Missouri, and that's where her grave is. Oh. And- that's close to my hometown as well. Huh. So oh. some of the cast members will, will come to those festivals. That is well, fun. That's fun. Anyway. Anywho's <laughs> Steve, uh, real quick, did you hear uh. that uh, Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos are developing a primetime version of All My Children? I saw that headline. Yeah. They're just moving and grooving. They They're are. They're company. producing like crazy. Yeah. I don't know... I don't know much about it other than they are developing this soap opera. It's going to be called Pine Valley. It's in the early stages of development. And um, it's going to be a nighttime yeah, drama. Yeah. yeah. So the story is going to revolve around a young journalist with a secret agenda who comes to expose the dark and murderous history of Pine Valley, oh. only to become entangled in a feud between the Kane and Santos families. Whoa. Wow, they really thought this out. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, ABC. Uh, that's that's where the big money is, right? In producing a big successful show. If you yes. get a show picked up and it it kind of takes off and gets multiple seasons, yes, that's when you're moving and grooving. What are we yeah, doing? Good for them. Yeah, well, we're just having fun. Reading Mitch Hedberg quotes like this one. Oh God. Dogs are forever in the push-up position. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then one last one. I wanted to buy a candle holder, but the store didn't have one, so I got a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Donna Donna is like so not amused at all. Donna, this is our level of stupidity. (laughs) No, I like it. I do. I do. She's like, I'm just busy. Leave me alone. All right, right. when we come back, if you see something, say something. Steve, what is this now about Tom Cruise? I saw an article about Tom Cruise's big rant, and someone close to Scientology says it wasn't about COVID at all. We'll unpack that when we come back. And if you see something, say something on Don and Steve on my talk. All right, before Steve comes in with his mouth horn... We'll just hey. jump right back into this on the Donna and Steve show. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Well, well, well. Let us talk about one Thomas Cruise again. One of my closest friends, well-documented, that I've interviewed him multiple times and had remarkable chemistry with him. Your words, not mine, Donna. (laughs) He had that big rant, Zylance, earlier uh, this week that was leaked as he was just laying into crew members on Mission Impossible 7 because they had broken COVID protocols. And he was talking about everything that was at stake and how the industry was looking to them for can we pull off movies right now, which means as a result, thousands of people being able to be employed and to make money again. The future of the industry weighed heavily on him as he slept. And if you break the protocols again, you're gone, he would say in very loud ways. He was a yeller, bit of a screamer in that video. Mm -hmm. Well, this now according to The Sun, take of that what you will, Scientology's former commanding officer at its Los Angeles Celebrity Center, her name is Karen Presley. She was a high-ranking member for 12 years. She also wrote a book called How the Church Hooks in A-List Celebrities. It's called Escaping Scientology, an insider's true story. Anyway, she says Tom Cruise's rant to his film crew is a classic example of the Scientology, let's call it a mind bleep. That I witnessed for 16 years working under David Miscavige and other senior members in Scientology's food chain. This is what she told The Sun. There's enough truth and logic in the content of Tom Cruise's rant that makes people stand to attention, listen, and comply. Yes, Tom Cruise makes a good point, she says. They all have to be perfectly careful and not screw up in the middle of this great opportunity to work on this movie when so many in the industry are out of work because of COVID. And in Tom Cruise's case, he believes himself to be a savior to people wherever he goes. Whether he's making a movie, he has to save the day. Or he drives by an accident and is the only one who can save them because he's a Scientologist. These Mm. are her words. But how to convey his message is a matter of choice. He uses way too much force than is necessary. He uses beratement and threats of job loss for not complying. He verbally pummels the people instead of using compassion and intention. She continues, this former uh, high-ranking official of Scientology, this was dramatized every day in the Sea Org within Scientology, Mm -hmm. with seniors showing their total inability to contain their anger and frustration, unable to communicate effectively using reason, with the right words and intention. Instead, throwing their emotional garbage into their delivery of the message, 
reduce the people, fill them with fear, make them feel they must comply or they would be punished. Acting like a tyrant is a choice, especially with his, Tom Cruise's, savior complex, while getting people to believe he's doing them a favor. But, she concludes, that's Hmm. Scientology. Wow. So that's her take, which was a different take. And, uh, yeah, she... She says it's just it's just that she goes on to say, oh, by the way, 100 percent channeling David Miscavige is Tom Cruise's rant. I would even go out on a limb and say he is not personally concerned about covid or even financial loss, but wanting to be in control and not in a healthy way. Whoa! wow. That's a heavy claim there. I I buy that. I mean, just, I don't even think he has a relationship with his daughter. And look at how he tried to how, control his wives into <sighs> compliance for Scientology. You know, it, it's just weird. The other thing is, a listener pointed out that, you know, Scientologists don't believe in medication. I don't believe. Okay. So, if he were to get covid that would not be good for him personally because there'd be no treatments that he could right and he's not you know he's getting up there he's close to 60 hey 58 yeah yeah he looks good he looks he looks tired tired he does i thought so oh come on compare him to like some old rock star of the same age he doesn't look tired anymore does he you're right. Let me say one more thing about what she says about Tom Cruise's rant. She says, also, when I hear a couple of people respond to, is that understood? I'm pretty <laughs> sure I heard a couple of people say, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. These are probably Scientology employees that work for Tom because in Scientology, Tom has to be called sir by everyone. <gasps> Interesting. I, she says, I honestly, this is really, yeah, this is an interesting take on this. I honestly can't answer if he actually cares about COVID. I know in Scientology, you care about rules, orders, and structure more than anything else. So is he just on a power high or does he care about specifically COVID? Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, clearly, she has a a slant, a lens through which she sees all of this, which can color in some of her own obviously guesses about what his actual concerns are but there you go it's just another wrinkle in the ongoing tom cruise saga i'm looking at a picture of him as his character so i think he may have just gotten beat up (laughs) (laughs) which is why he looks tired now i hope so yeah it's it's a it's a still from the movie and he's, yeah, he looks... Just... By the way, Vulture, uh, Vulture, who has a story about, is he uh, dating his Mission Impossible co-star, Haley Atwell? They call him in the headline, Old Yeller, Tom Cruise, is reportedly dating his Mission Impossible 7 co-star. So that's his new Hollywood nickname, is Old Yeller. Old Yeller! <laughs> Get it? Is it okay? okay? And what's her name? Haley what? Atwell? Haley Atwell. Okay, gotta check her out now. Is she a Scientologist? She will be soon. Hey, Donna. Sorry, I blew up. She's She's my friend. Okay. She is very pretty. Okay, I saw something. Okay. This is fun. I saw an ugly holiday sweater that does something to keep you safe. Oh. It has an alarm if anyone gets within six feet of you. 
<laughs> so That's the funny. alarm will go off, and uh, let's see. It's got festive snowflakes. Here's the ad. Oh, no, we don't have the ad. Sorry. We're leaving. We're leaving. Sorry. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. All right, Steve, you go. Um, should I stay? Yeah, stay. All I right. might be back. I might be back. All right. All right, cool. Um, we'll have some music news. Wait till you hear Rita Wilson's new song and watch the weird video. Oh, no. It's going to make you uncomfortable. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back.